What's up, everyone, and welcome to the PBR Juca Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. My name is Mike Rosenbaum, and I'm joined once again by Tad Sloak today, and we're going to break down all the latest junior college baseball action from across the country. Tad, uh, no surprise, but you've been a very busy guy flying around the country, checking out some of the top junior college action. This past week, Tad, the highlight of that was the Texas-New Mexico sophomore junior college all-star game. Tad, this was an event you attended last year, an event that yielded three draft picks. This was another loaded group this year, Tad. Yeah, I mean, they had some big, strong, strong pitchers there. You know, guys, you know, we're running it up to mid-90s and, you know, we had guys 6'8", six, 6'7", six, you know, it was uh, some some big dudes out there throwing throwing the ball real well. And, you know, not only could they throw hard, but they could spin the ball pretty good, too. So, And one thing I love about this event, Ted, is it's the Texas-New Mexico sophomore junior uh, all-star game. It's a showcase for sophomores, and it features all three NGCA division levels in Texas, too. So it's not just Division One. Um, you know, it's got a very wide and unique player group. Yeah, I mean, they try to showcase the best kids, uh, you know, get them seen, especially by the colleges and, you know, the pro guys. And, you know, it's always uh, loaded with a ton of talent. You know, Texas uh, Junior College is, uh, they got a lot of teams and they're definitely loaded. And the, the competition so fierce that, you know, you have to have <laughs> a good lineup and some good pitching to, to compete at that level. So. Yeah, Dad. And last year there were three players at this event who were drafted in the in the MLB draft: Luke Young, a right-handed pitcher from Midland; White Cheney from McLennan; and Sabine Sabalos from San Jack. Um, you know, based upon your notes, which can all be found on prepbaseballreport.com/juco, it seems like there's going to be some more picks that come out of this group last year. So let's dive in and talk about the pitchers. Who were the standout pitchers from the Texas New Mexico event for you, Ted? Well, uh, Devin Bennett from uh, McLennan, uh, you know, he was a guy who, uh, you know, ran it up to 97. You know, he's got that uh, late life on his fastball, uh, you know, a sharp downer type slider, 80 to 83. And, uh, you know, a good feel for changeup. You know, the ball comes out of his hand really good and it gets on top of those hitters real well. You know, Bennett was a guy who pitched last year. You know, he's more 92, 94. You know, he seems to uptick his game this year. And, uh, you know, is is really throwing the ball a lot harder and uh, being a lot more effective. Uh, you know, I think uh, the good thing is see good things out of him this uh, spring. Tad Bennett was one of three pitchers to crack the Juco heat sheet. Um, and for those who don't know what the Juco heat sheet is, that's when one of our scouts catches a pitcher touch a 95 or better. So let's just get the other two out of the way here, Tad. Who are the other guys who touch 95 for you at the event? Well, Gage Boehm, uh, he was a right-handed pitcher from San Jack. And, you know, I really like this guy. He's 6'5", 250, you know, a big physical kid, you know, comes after you. Uh, you know, he's not messing around. And he's got a heavy fastball, too. You know, he's got tail and sink on it. Uh, uh, he's got a good slider with good spin on it uh, with late diving action. So, you know, he's a classic sinker slider guy, you know, who's going to miss barrels and pound the strike zone and, just kind of get after you. So uh, I really liked him. Yeah, it seems like you also liked Sanjak right on your Titan Hayes, too, who you had up to 96, Ted. Yeah. Yeah, Titan Hayes, uh, you know, again, another physical kid, 6'2", 215. You know, he's a real quick arm. Ball comes out of his hand real easy. You know, he's 92 to 96. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, he's a guy who could pitch in the strike zone. You know, he's got that late movement on his fastball and, you know, he get away with uh, challenging hitters and, 
uh, like I said, missed barrels also. Um, you know, and then he's got, you know, kind of more of a power type slider, you know, up to 85, which uh, had plus life to it. Uh, you know, a good uh, late diving action to it. And, you know, he's just a good competitor, got a good demeanor and, uh, you know, throw strikes uh, with those pitches and is going to be real effective this spring. Tad, with the three guys you just mentioned, Bennett, Bohm, and Hayes, which player shows the most starter traits for you right now? Well, I, I like uh, like Hayes. You know, I think that he's got uh, the ability to to throw a little bit. He has a little better command of his stuff. And, uh, you know, the other two, Bennett and, and Bohm, you know, they got good stuff. And, you know, they do throw strikes. You know, it's not like they're all over the place. But, uh, you know. I think that Hayes has got uh, the best uh, command so far out of all three of those guys. There's an, another guy also, too, uh, who, who threw the ball pretty well for Alvin, you know, uh, Kyler Menzel. Uh, he was up to 96, uh, you know, had a, a good live fastball and good sh- spin on a sharp uh, breaking slider. You know, he's got good arm speed, feel for a change up. You know, he's an aggressive kid with uh, – pretty good stuff that plays pretty well too so he's another guy who threw in the mid 90s oh uh so tad i stand corrected we actually had four heat sheet guys to come out of the texas new mexico uh junior college all-star game so that's 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 big time that's more than we had last year for sure so um definitely an interesting sign to see some guys throwing harder already okay tad um who are some of the other arms you like from that event obviously there were many many texas teams there as we mentioned before um representing all three ngcaa levels who are a couple of standout arms that scouts and fans should keep an eye on this fall headed into the spring? Well, Midland's got another guy, you know, they had Luke Young last year and they got another guy this year, uh, Michael Lindsay, a big six, seven, 245 pound right-handed pitcher, you know, and I, I really like these, these taller guys, you know, they get such good leverage on top of the hitters. You know, it seems like they're really coming downhill on top of those hitters, uh, you know, stuff is stuff, you know, and I like good stuff, but, you know, it's uh, these big guys who have good stuff, which, uh, you know, really uh, has an advantage on the hitters. Uh, you know, he was up to 94, you know, he had good uh, late movement on his fastball tail and sink. Uh, he has a, a slider that was real deceptive, 80 to 81, and just, you know, it had good bite to it at the end. Uh, you know, he's athletic for being a big guy and he's got a good delivery and, you know, he's uh, got an aggressive and competitive uh, demeanor on the mound. And, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, is going to really make some noise come springtime. Uh, another guy that I really like was uh, Paul Coppinger, uh, another big guy. You know, he's 6'8". I think he's like 275. Uh, you know, he's a big, strong kid who, uh, you know, has got a... Uh, Good fastball, uh, ball comes out of his hand real easy. You know, this is, you know, you're thinking like you see the six, eight, you know, 270 pound frame and you're sitting there going, wow, you know, this guy just going to be rearing back and firing. But, you know, he's a pretty athletic kid and, uh, you know, he's got a feel for what he's doing out there. He's got a good delivery. Ball comes out of his hand real well. And, uh, you know, he's got some late life on it. And, uh, you know, his slider is real good. You know, it's real deceptive. It's late breaking, 83, 84. And, uh, you know, I really like Coppinger from New Mexico here. And, uh, you know, I think he's got some real good upside. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does come springtime also. So, and then there's a left-hander that I, you know, Kobe Reeves from um, from 
Yeah. From Coastal Bend in Texas. Coastal Bend, yeah, that's right. I, I couldn't get it out. Kobe Reed's from Coastal Bend. You know, he's a big physical kid, 6'2", 215, uh, you know, up to 94. And he's got that good lefty stuff. You know, he's got some late movement on it. Uh, you know, he's got some sink on that fastball. So he's got that late life, which is, is very effective, especially against right-handed hitters. And then he's got that good late tight-breaking deceptive slider you know, 78, you know, with that downer break. And, you know, he hides the ball pretty well from the hitters. You know, it's tough to pick him up. And, uh, you know, he's got the stuff that is moving all over the place. He's got a good changeup. It's missing barrels. And, you know, I think he's going to have a good spring also. Yeah, and this is, um, you know, Kobe Reeves. I saw him a bit this past summer in the MLB Draft League thrown for the Frederick Keys, and he fared quite well there after his freshman year, um, you know, showing a good starter, profile mixing his pitching well he was touching 96 um so a little bit a little bit hotter than even you saw him recently tad so the, the uh definitely an up arrow next to the young left-hander's name yeah and uh another kid who was uh, uh i thought very effective was this max swenson from new mexico junior college also to a 6'4 200 pound right-handed pitcher you know is everybody 6'4 220 pounds yeah. here yeah yeah <laughs> they pretty much are at and, least uh, yeah they grow Grown big in Texas and in New Mexico, obviously. But, uh, you know, he's he's a, a kid who's, uh, you know, got good late movement on his fastball up to 94 and a tight real downer slider, you know, 80, 81 in there. And then, you know, changeup's got some good feel for it with arm speed and deception and sync. So he's got three good pitches. He throws strikes with all of them. So, uh, you know, Max Swenson, I think, is a guy to keep an eye on come springtime also. And, uh, you know, another guy like the Alfredo Martinez from D.C. Richland, uh, you know, he's 6'5", 225, great pitcher's body, you know, a really long, loose live arm. Uh, you know, he's up to 93 with good late movement on his fastball, tail and sink. His slider had real good spin on it, you know, 82, 83, sharp slider, downer break. Uh, you know, he's a real good sinker, slider type guy, you know, who's going to miss barrels and you know, throw strikes. So, you know, he was very effective. Also, the other guy that I really, you know, like was uh, Wilchensky from uh, uh, Wharton, you know, Blaze Wilchensky, right-handed pitcher, you know, another six foot five, 225 pound guy up to 93 with late tail and sink uh, on his fastball. You know, he's missing barrels, you know, getting a lot of ground balls, pitching to contact. Uh, you know, sliders up to 82 with a downer break, and he's got a good feel for a change. So, uh, you know, another good, big, strong sinker slider type guy, you know, who's going to be effective and, and get a lot of outs come spring. So he was uh, another impressive looking kid. Okay, Dad, let's shift gears and talk about the hitters you saw at this event here. Um, obviously, the pitchers stole the show, as was the case last year, but there's no shortage of positional talent on display at this event. Who are the couple of guys who really caught your eye this year? And, you know, one of the more impressive hitters was Seth Cox uh, from North outfielder from Northeast Texas. You know, he's a corner guy in the outfield, uh, 6'5", 215 pounds. But he had a really good approach to, to hitting, uh, you know, used all fields, has power to all fields, uh, you know, tracks the breaking ball real well, uh, gets real good extension and, you know, really has that big time raw power and, you know, he's definitely going to be a – has big offensive potential, you know, middle-of-the-order type hitter, corner outfielder on defense, and, 
You know, I think he's going to make an impact this spring and at the next level, too. I mean, he's got a big uh, future up at the plate. The other guy that I really liked was uh, Braden Evans, outfielder from Wharton. You know, he's 6'3", 180-pound, left-handed hitter, you know, strong athletic body, you know, and he's going to get bigger and stronger, too. You know, he I thought he had a real advanced approach at the plate, used all fields, hit a, hit a bomb to the opposite field, and, you know, just hit all day. You know, it looks like he just loves to go up there and swing the bat. And he, you know, he squares the ball up consistently and really, really can drive the ball. Uh, you know, I really like his upside hitting wise. You know, I think he's going to be a big run producer at the next level offensively. Uh, and then there was a, another outfielder that I liked uh, was Ty Johnson from um McLennan, you know, here's a more uh, smaller guy, but he's more toolsy. You know, he's a strong kid. You know, he's 185 pounds, very athletic, you know, runs down the balls in the outfield real well. And, uh, you know, he left-handed hitter uh, with a good approach. I mean, you know, he, he had a good at bat against Reeves, you know, a big lefty coming at him and, uh, you know, did real well against him. And, you know, just the ability to drive the ball to off fields. He's got speed to steal bases. You know, he's a leadoff type guy who, uh, you know, I really think could produce offensively and defensively. So, you know, he's a good all-around player. And, you know, I really like the way he plays the game uh, real hard and got some good instincts uh, for the game in general. And, Ted, based upon your notes of the other players you saw there, there were also some shortstops who really stood out. Um, why don't you run down a couple of those for us too, please? Yeah, well, here, I'll start with, out, with the two of the more, you know, guys who could really pick it. You know, as a Brando LaRue, uh, shortstop from Bossier Parish, you know, uh, 5'8", 165 pounds, but just really has a flashy glove, you know, makes all the plays. It gets his footwork in, in good position to make all the routine plays, too. Uh, you know, he's got a plus arm. Uh, that can make the hard throw from in the hole. And then, he, you know, he really throws well from all angles, too. Uh, you know, has good body control, uh, able to move around and, and make plays at, at, at all different positions and, you know, cover quite a bit of ground out there. Uh, you know, I think he's a solid hitter at the plate, uh, but I think you got like a plus defender here who's going to, you know, be able to contribute a little bit offensively also. And then the other guy that was kind of a – more of a defensive type guy is uh, Sergio Ortiz uh, from Vernon. Uh, he you know, 5'10", 165 pounds. He, he, this kid had a real live body, you know, a really could pick it at shortstop, has a plus arm to get the ball across the infield or good, with a good quick release. Um, you know, another guy who could throw from all angles, make all the plays. And, you know, I really think that, you know, he's going to be a really uh, plus defender in the future. Uh, at shortstop and you know again has a good approach at the plate can swing the bat will contribute um, offensively also um, the guy who really impressed me and stood out uh, was uh, Armani Sanchez uh, you know I saw Armani you know a lot last year and I, I thought he was a good, really good player, good, solid player. But, you know, he seemed to pick up his game this 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 year, this fall. He looks like a uh, not a different guy, but a much improved player from last year. You know, he had some tools, and, and now he's really starting to use them and show them. You know, he's 6'3", 195-pound shortstop from San Jack. And, uh, you know, he's got a real live athletic body. Uh, 
you know, he, he was a guy who took a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and deposited it over the left center field wall during this event. Uh, you know, he showed some bat speed, uh, ability to drive the ball with some power, and, you know, I really liked him. But the one area I think he's really improved on is his defense. Uh, you know, he, he really moves well. Uh, he's more fluid and, and, and uh, you know, getting his feet in better position to make all the plays. So uh, I really think he's picked up his game. He's got a plus arm, throws from all angles. And, you know, I, I think this is one one heck of a player, a good all-around athlete who can, you know, contribute offensively with some pop and, you know, really play good defense at shortstop and stay at shortstop. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Sanchez is one of the Sanjak players who was dinged up quite a bit last year, too. Yeah, I think he was in and out of the lineup a little bit, too. He started off late, too. Uh, I think he didn't come out right away. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, it just seemed they didn't get on track last year. And uh, it seems like uh, Armani's really got his game together and working hard and, you know, firing on all cylinders now. I really like the way he's playing the game and, you know, playing with a lot of passion and, you know, just really doing a great job. I really like the way he performed in this event this weekend. So, um, last guy, uh, another shortstop TJ pound from DC Richland, uh, you know, six, one 195 pound, you know, big, strong athletic kid, uh, similar to Sanchez. Uh, you know, he could play defense, got a good arm, could make all the plays, uh, at shortstop. Um, offensively, I think he's got the ability to barrel the ball up with some, some raw power potential. So, uh, here's another kid who's very athletic where, you know, things could really come, uh, come and play for him. And, uh, you know, I think he's a guy who could stay at shortstop and, um, you know, contribute to a team offensively and really, he has some upside for the next level. So I, I really, uh, enjoyed watching him play. All right. All those notes and video of all the players, Tad's talked about so far in this episode can be found on prepbaseballreport.com slash juco all right tab man we're going to take a break to hear a message from our sponsor but when we come back we're going to be talking all about tad's trip out to arizona where he took in the division one and division two junior college all-star game all that and more coming on the pbr juco wire podcast presented by netting professionals netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time netting professionals specializes in the design fabrication and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, BP screens, ball carts, and more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, and dugout cubbies. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields and facilities throughout the country. Contact them today by calling 844-620-2707 or emailing them at info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at nettingpros.com and be sure to check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. And welcome back to the PBR Juca Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. Mike Rosenbaum here with Tad Slowick, returning to our conversation about Tad's recent scouting trip out to the West Coast where he took in the Arizona Juco All-Star Game. And Tad, this was a unique format for an All-Star Game, right? Um, because day one featured the Division II players, the Arizona Division II players. And then day two featured the division one players from the state. So let's actually start in reverse order here, talking about day two, which was the NGCAA division one players. Um, talk a little bit about the format of the event and then also some of the standout players you saw from that group. 
Well, they ran out. The, I thought the event was really well done. Um, you know, the the host, uh, Grand Canyon University, had a beautiful baseball complex there to to watch the game at, and a great a great venue. And so it was, you know, a good, well run event. And you know, a lot of players out in Arizona who can play. So uh, you know, they ran some people out there. They had eighteen pitchers on each team, and. Uh, you know, they threw each uh, pitcher through for three batters, no matter, you know, kind of what the results were. Uh, so, you know, so they ran out 36 pitchers uh, in this D1 event. So a lot, a lot of arms to see. And, you know, there was plenty of talent out here to, to watch. Now, what do you think about that format? That's got to be, you know, pretty unique from a scouting perspective. Well, yeah, talking about power scouting. I mean, you're you're trying to get these quick looks at these guys, you know, and look at their stuff, and you know, see the, a little bit of uh, the intangibles in a short period of time. So it uh, it was good. It's the only way to run it. I mean, you know, you have uh, so many talented players, and you know, you want to get them all a good look. And you know, I think this was uh, the best way to do it to get a a good look for all the. Uh, uh, coaches uh, and scouts in attendance. The speed dating version of scouting. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was, it was good, and uh, like I said, they ran it uh, like clockwork. Uh, even though they had a lot of players to get through. So yeah. So let's talk about some of those players, Ted. Obviously, this this Arizona group is loaded. It features last year's national champion Central Arizona, as well as a host of ranked teams, top twenty-five ranked teams from across the year. So let's start off with some of the big names, uh, big name pitchers you saw, guys who are really. Um, you know, stamp themselves as draft prospects in your eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's such a it's such a great event too. You know, I mean, because you got Central Arizona, who's kind of the big dog out there right now, and you got all these teams with uh, loading up with talent. I mean, you know, uh, Cochise, South Mountain, Arizona Western, uh, Arizona Western, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Eastern Arizona, uh, yeah, Yapapai. I mean, all these teams are are gunning to knock uh, Central off the top of the pedestal and. You know, it's uh, you know Central loaded up again too, so it's 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 going to be a great year for junior college baseball out in Arizona. Uh, you know, the one guy that uh, kind of stood out above everybody else uh, was this uh, Raul uh, Garazar, um, you know, right-handed pitcher from South Mountain. You know, six four, two hundred fifteen pound guy, loose body guy. You know, and he still has got you know a frame to, that he could fill out. Uh, you know, a ball, he just got a quick arm ball, just explodes off his fingertips. You know, he was up to 97. He had late life, you know, ball gets on the hitters quick. Uh, you know, he throws quality fastballs on his own. I mean, he could challenge hitters right now and just, uh, you know, throw the ball by him pretty much. Uh, you know, he had a true slider, you know, a real tight spin on it, uh, you know, up to 87 with a sharp late break. And, you know, he did it pretty easy, too, you know, so there's probably a little more in the tank. And, uh, you know, he's got a feel for pitching and a chance to develop a change up here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like the way he competed. And, you know, I think he's got some huge upside at the next level. Um, next next guy was a, an, another big guy. You know, I like, I like those big pitchers. Uh, uh, Patrick Stites, uh, you remember him from uh, Central Arizona last year. Uh, 6'8", 210-pound kid, you know, tall kid, long arm legs, you know, fastball up to 93 with some late life. Good spin on a, you know, sharp diving slider. 
He has a good feel for pitching. You know, he attacks hitters, throw strikes. You know, Stites had a, had a really good year last year. I mean, you know, this is a kid who goes out and does nothing but win. Uh, you know, I think he's got some good upside. Uh, he looks like he's picked his game up a little bit too, uh, with his stuff. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a big year come spring. Um, another guy we saw last year too, who had a lot of success, uh, was, uh, George Carvajal, right-handed pitcher from Arizona Western, you know, six three two oh five. you know, good arm speed up to 91. You know, this is a guy with a real heavy heavy fastball late tail heavy sink on it uh he, he's the guy who pitches the contact you know i think he got three ground balls uh they even let him go one more hitter because he got everybody out so easily um you know he had a good slider you know 80 mile an hour slider deceptive late you know i mean this is a guy who just pounds his own competes attacks hitters and you know i think he's gonna have another good year he had a, like i said a good year last year for arizona western so um uh, Really, really enjoy watching him pitch. I mean, you know, he was talking about a quick game to go see. Uh, you know, he's a guy who gets in and out real easily. So I really like him. Uh, another guy, uh, Fernando Beretta, uh, from uh, right-handed pitch from Cochise. You know, he's a loose, live, athletic-type body. You know, he's got uh, real good arm speed, up to 93 again, tail and sink. A uh, real good spin on a sharp late uh, slider, 82-83. I mean, he showed some plus sliders. You know, that ball really explodes at the end there and uh, really is deceptive, especially to right-handed hitters. That's tough on them. And, uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of people out this year. You know, he's aggressive and likes to compete. Another kid from South Mountain also is uh, Jackson Jelkin, uh, right-handed pitcher, 6'5", 187 pounds. Up to 94, good tail and sink. Uh, ball comes out of his hand real good. You know, he's got good stuff. You know, his stuff is pretty live. Um, you know, he's got tight spin on a sharp late diving slider up to 81. And, uh, you know, he's got a feel for change with some sink on it. Uh, you know, he's real athletic. Like I said, live body. And, you know, I think he's got the stuff that's going to miss bats and, and play real good at the next level. So, um Another guy that uh, is one of my favorites of all last year, and I think uh, he's kind of a favorite to everybody who goes out and sees him, is uh, Matt Wilkinson, left-handed pitcher from Central Arizona. He's 6'1", 270, and he's uh, <laughs> just an enigma. I mean, uh, this guy loves to pitch. He loves to be out on, on the mound, competes really well. I mean, he's uh, got real good deception in his delivery, Hides the ball from the hitters. It's tough to pick up. You know, he's 88 to 89 with good late movement on his fastball. Uh, he knows how to use his breaking ball effectively. He's got a sharp uh, curveball, which has some bite to it. And, you know, just knows how to knows how to pitch out there. Know how to, knows how to get hitters out. Uh, he's got uh, some uh, feel for a changeup and uh, with that late movement on that change. And... Like I said, he's just uh, uh, an enigma, and, uh, you know, I just enjoy watching him pitch all the time. He's so enthusiastic for the game, and uh, I think he's committed to Utah, and, uh, you know, I, I think this kid's got a good career ahead of him in baseball, uh, you know, and he'll he'll take that talent where as high as it'll go. You know, his, his ability, you know, is, is good, but it always plays up because uh, he knows what he's doing, so... 
I really liked uh, watching Matt Wilkinson. And I got to see uh, what I'm going to, they call him Tugboat, Matt Wilkinson. Uh, that's his nickname. And then I got uh, to see another kid from Central Arizona who I, I might call Mini Tugboat right now. Um, you know, his name is uh, Mario Bejarano, another left-handed pitcher um, for Central Arizona. Um, you know, he's 85, 87, but you know, again, his stuff plays up and he, he just attacks hitters. He's got that late movement on his fastball, uh, good sharp breaking ball and, you know, does nothing but get hitters out. I saw him in two innings. I think he struck out five out of the six hitters he faced and, you know, real effective stuff. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be another weapon for central Arizona also. Really good stuff, Tad. Okay, sticking sticking with the Division One clubs, how about some position players who really stood out for you? Yeah, well, I liked, uh, you know, they had some athletes out there. I mean, some big, strong athletes. Uh, I like Tyrese Johnson, center fielder for Central Arizona, 6'1", 190. Very athletic kid. Really moves well in the outfield. Can run him down. He's got good closing speed out there. Uh, good throwing arm accurate. Um uh, and he could swing the bat, too. Uh, he's got a good approach at the plate, uses all fields, and he's got some power. So, I mean, this and is And all these dudes are swinging wood, off. right? All these dudes are swinging wood bats. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. That's important that, to note. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that is important to note. And it's uh, really, you know, fun to watch him handle the wood bat. Because, you know, the guys who could really swing can handle that wood bat, no problem. Um, you know, so, you know, Tyrese Johnson's a, you know, just a good all-around player. You know, I think he's got upside, you know, he's five tool type guy. And, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot left in there for him to improve on, uh, another outfielder for central Ashton Webb, uh, six foot, 175 pounds. You know, this kid could really swing the bat. You know, he had a lot of success last year. You know, he had a lot of success in helping, uh, you know, central get to the championship and, and win it. And, uh, you know, I, he came up with some big hits last year and, uh, you know, I think he's going to have another good year at the plate, you know, can really swing the bat and, uh, you know, solid defender, corner outfield guy with a pretty good arm. Uh, another guy on central, also a left-handed hitter, Blake Avila, you know, first baseman, you know, power type guy, left-handed bat. And, you know, I think he's going to be a good run producer for them in the middle of the order, really be able to swing the bat and, you know, produce runs for them. So, um, a couple other guys I liked, you know, Cochise had some said had some good talented uh, players. Uh, Leobardo Melendez, an outfielder, you know, with some tools who can hit. You know, Makai DeSoto, a second baseman, who really good approach at the plate. I really liked his approach, and he's got that short, compact swing, and you know, he can hit the ball with some power. You know, he's got some pop in his bat. You know, the guy who was really interesting on that team was Eduardo. Martinez, E-D-U-A-R-N-Y, Eduarne Martinez, a center fielder uh, from Cochise. You know, he's 6'5", 215 pounds. He's a, he's a big, strong, athletic kid, really got a live body, a lot of tools. A lot of tools there, can run, can throw, uh, really swing the bat. You know, he's got some good upside with power, and, you know, I really like the way he plays the game, and I, I just really think the sky's the limit with him. I mean, he's a good-looking kid. Other guys who stood out, you know, Jose Lopez from um, Eastern Arizona, third baseman, six-foot, 190-pound kid, a strong athletic kid who can really swing the bat. There's uh, Core Jackson, 
a shortstop from South Mountain. You know, he's 6'2", 185, left-handed hitter. Got some good pop and, and can stay at shortstop. Uh, I thought he played uh, really good de- defense. Uh, got some carry on his throws across the infield and can make the plays at short. So you, know, you got a left-handed hit and shortstop there with some power. Core Jackson from South Mountain. And then they got a big thumper at first base for South Mountain also. Jacob Alexander, first baseman, left-handed hitter with power. You know, he's got a real nice approach at the plate, and, you know, he's going to lose some balls this year, wood bat or no wood bat. I mean, he's he can really swing it, and, you know, he's got some juice. Um, another interesting kid, uh, Yepify, uh, had a center fielder, Jude Hall. Uh, you know, very athletic kid, six foot, 190 pounds, got some tools, can run, can track them down pretty good in the outfield, uh, make the plays out there and cover some ground, good closing speed. You know, he's a left-handed hitter with some pop. Uh, Hunter Felito, uh, he's a catcher at Pima. You know, real good catch-and-throw guy. Strong, solid body. You know, really plays good defense. Handles pitches. Uh, got a quick first step. Moves well behind the plate. And, uh, you know, like I said, a real good catch-and-throw guy. And he could swing it. You know, he's, he's got some pop in the bat. And, you know, he's going to be able to contribute offensively. But, you know, I like his catching and throwing ability. And the guy I saw in a game, they've uh, Central Arizona played uh, against uh, New Mexico uh, in a, in a game earlier in the day. And, uh, you know, I really like, uh, uh, Lou Albrecht, uh, the catcher from central Arizona. I mean, he's probably the best catcher I've seen this, uh, spring. I mean, spring, it's already spring. No, best catcher I've seen this fall. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's just a big, strong kid and, you know, can catch and throw. I mean, he's a grinder behind the plate, uh, really moves well. Um, you know, can block balls, can, you know, frame balls up, get those uh, pitchers, those extra strikes, but he can really catch and throw. And I I really like him. He's got some big time raw power and, you know, I think he's going to be a contributor offensively, but, uh, you know, he, like I said, he's probably the best defensive guy I saw all um, fall so far. Okay, Ted. So let's let's move on to the um, Division Two Arizona clubs that you saw, which actually happened on day one of the event. Um, talk a little bit about the pitchers and position players who you really liked to come off of that first day. Well, I, I thought that the D two was real good, real solid. You know, they have a lot of good teams out there, and uh, you know, I thought the the pitching was uh, was good, and I think especially the catching. You know, they, they did the, had some guys who could do a good job behind the plate. So, uh, you know, I thought overall the talent was real solid. And, uh, you know, I thought that uh, they had some guys who could play. Uh, I'll start with the catchers. Uh, you know, Jose Romero for uh, Glendale, you know, I thought it was a good catch and throw guy. You know, he's got some big power. You know, he's a big, strong kid, and his best talent is probably his his offense. I mean, he's a big, strong kid who could swing the bat. Good approach to plate, can drive the ball to all fields, and, you know, like I said, just solid behind the plate. But, uh, you know, he's got got the big bat offensively. Another catcher I thought was pretty good was Cole Williams uh, for Paradise Valley. You know he he's got a good good arm, good catch and throw guy. He's a strong kid. Uh, you know good receiving skills behind the plate uh, with a plus arm and and some pop. So uh, I think he you know, he's a good all round catcher. Another 
interesting kid I saw was second baseman Jamison Armstrong uh, for Chandler Gilbert. Uh, you know, he's got that uh, strong, compact swing, uh, you know, drives the ball to all fields, got some pop in the bat. And, uh, you know, I really think that, you know, he's a guy that uh, is just one of those uh, the good baseball player. Uh, solid defensively, you know, really understands how to play the game, how to make things happen for his team. And, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, is, like I said, plays well on both sides of the, the plate. So, uh, um, pitching wise, uh, there was, uh, Caden Drew, a left-handed pitcher, uh, for Paradise Valley, you know, 6'2", up to 91 with late life on his fastball. And, you know, he had a sharp late curveball. Uh, Mickey Sheets also, uh, left-handed pitcher for Gateway. You know, he was up to 90 and, uh, you know, just had that good, left-handed movement, uh, good late tail and sink. And, uh, you know, he had a good slider or a good, well, curveball. I mean, it was uh 73, 74 with, uh, some sharp break to it. Uh, you know, he was an aggressive kid who threw strikes. Um, uh, another kid, Andrew Yasipchik, uh, he was for Chandler Gibbler. He's six, three, um, you know, had, a good fastball, you know, good late tail and sink, uh, 88 to 91, you know, good, pretty good slider, 78, 79 with good spin and a sharp late break to it. So, um, who else pitching wise Colton Graham, you know, right-handed pitcher for Glendale, you know, was up to 93. Um, you know, he, uh, is a real aggressive kid, you know, tax hitters with his fastball, uh, with some late life to it. And, you know, got a short late break and slider, 79 to 80. So he threw the ball real well also. Um, and uh, that's it. Uh, you know, another position guy to mention was uh, Alan Rosas. He was a shortstop for Phoenix. Uh, he, uh, you know, can swing the bat pretty good, live athletic body. He has a good approach at the plate, good actions, and, you know, can make all the plays at shortstop. And Ted, you didn't get out to Arizona last year, correct? Last fall. Um, so, so how beneficial for you as a scout um, and, and given the sheer volume of talent in Arizona every year, like how beneficial is it for you to get this early look um, on so many guys? Well, it was, it was outstanding. You know, I'm definitely going to be there next year. And uh, it just, uh, you know, was a good venue to, to get to see all the best that Arizona has to offer. And there's a lot of talent in Arizona. There's a, kids that uh we we didn't get a chance to mention who can all play and you know uh, will make an impact on, on these teams come springtime and uh you know i i just think that the overall talent level is uh, in arizona is really really strong this year both at the division two and at the division one level and tad you've been jetting all around the country this fall checking out all the the latest chuco action man um what, what's next? Or are you entering a rare down yeah. period here? Well, I mean, there's still, you know, a lot to catch up on, you know, I mean, you know, between you and me and the other guys uh, who really follow the Juco stuff for PBR. I, I really think that there's still a lot more to, that we got on cover. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing, you know, making sure that we, we got a good feel for all the talent out there. I mean, I'm excited about uh, after seeing 
all the players that I did and, and, and some of the teams that, you know, we could put together great rankings, uh, both for teams and the players like we did last year. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to putting all this together, everything that we saw and, uh, you know, going over it and making sure that, you know, we bring our, our JUCO audience here the, the best uh, product that we can. Yeah. And just as we'll be going over stuff here this fall, for all of our listeners who would like to go over anything that we've talked about over the last several weeks on the podcast, go to prepbaseballreport.com slash JUCO. And there you can find Tad's Texas, New Mexico JUCO all-star game notes, notes from the Puma Classic, Creekside JUCO Showcase, the NWAC Showcase, uh, Florida JUCO Notebook, North Carolina Region 10 Notebook, Alabama Community College Showcase Notebook. And then, you know, Tad as well, this, this Arizona event will be posted by the time our listeners are are checking this out. So no shortage of excellent content on our PBR JUCO right now. Yeah, if you want you want to find out anything about JUCO, definitely tune in to us. All right. Until next week, this has been Mike Rosenbaum and Tad Slowick with Prep Baseball Report on the PBR JUCO Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. That's a wrap. Thank you to our sponsor, Netting Professionals. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the show or have any suggestions, please leave us a rating and a review. This has been the PBR Juca Wire podcast presented by Netting Professionals. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.